Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sonia Leeson and you're listening to the Love Mondays podcast, The Power of Resilience, stories of struggle and success from inspiring entrepreneurs. In this series, I will be interviewing business leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about their incredible true life stories and how they overcame adversity to build a killer business that makes a real difference in the world. Stay tuned to learn more about their game-changing strategies which took them from struggle to success. On today's podcast, I speak to Alex Atherton, Managing Director of Atherton Consultancy a consultancy business in the education sector. Alex was a very young head teacher in a number of inner city schools, and he was involved in a number of very high profile child protection cases. He worked in alternative schools where the teachers didn't focus on grades. They actually looked at life expectancy and how to protect their children from a life of gangs and crime. Alex burnt out after working ridiculous hours and after seeing a business coach, he decided that he wanted more time at home to see his family and his child. He set up his consultancy after making some huge life changes and you can hear his story of struggle to success here. Hi Alex, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sonia. How are you? Yeah, really, really good. Thank you. Um, Thanks so much for coming on. I think you've got a really inspirational story. And just before we start, I do just want to bring up and something which we touched on briefly when we did talk um, a couple of weeks ago is that it's so great to hear from a man and your story is um, probably something that a lot of men are going to be able to relate to. So thank you so much for coming on. Not a Uh, problem. My pleasure. Do you want to just run me through a little bit about who you are, what you do, um, a little bit more about your business? Okay, so I'm an education consultant. I work with lots of schools, uh, primary, secondary, also in uh, alternative provision. Uh, my background, uh, I was a secondary school head teacher uh, for a long period of time, over 10 years, uh, in two schools uh, in inner London. And I also ran a referral unit for a little bit at the end of that. And what's that mean, a referral unit? Referral units are where, um, where students go when they've been permanently excluded uh, or similar difficult experiences in mainstream schools. How was that? I can imagine quite a challenge. Yeah, it was a challenge, but it was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, and I enjoyed it. it it's, it's different. I've been working you know, with kids like that the whole, my whole career, but to have all of them in one place is different. But it's also it's pretty inspirational because when you get them back into a mainstream school and it works, um, that's really good. And also the relationships with parents are different because parents will you know, fight you hard and understandably if you're ahead of a mainstream school and their child is going to leave because they're, you know, they're worried about what will happen to them. Will they ever get back into mainstream? You know, what's a school full of kids have been kicked out like? Um, but when, when you're in a, when, when they leave and you're in a place like that, they need you. Mm. And you can form a, a really good a partnership with them, um, you know, to either get them back in or if mainstream isn't the right place for them, um, that they get the maximum out of being in a school like that. You know, class sizes are a lot smaller opportunities are different um so yeah it it can be really satisfying and some of the staff i work with there are just exceptional yeah i think um it takes a special type of person you've got to be extremely dedicated and i can imagine you know you don't just see the educational 
issues or problems that they have. I'm assuming it will span over, you know, their home lives, um, probably quite traumatic childhoods. So it can be quite a range, I'm, I'm assuming, of, of complex issues. Well, in, in schools, you talk about trying to maximise life opportunities and life chances without dramatising it too much. In places like that, it can also be about life expectancy. Mm. You know, some of the kids there can be really up to the neck in all kinds of things outside of school. And you just want to make sure that they, you know, that they progress to the next stage and, you know, and all those all those kinds of things, because they can be a serious risk. Wow, I'd never really kind of put two and two together. But yeah, I guess, especially in inner city London, we hear all the time about the rise of violent crime and things like that. And um, you always assume that it's adults, but, you know, quite often it isn't, is it? Well, yeah, it's not. And the kids, um, you know, there's a lot of victims there. You know, the county lines and you know, forced slavery, sort of modern slavery, you know, all those kinds of things. You know, they are they are very live issues um, in those places. Wow. Um, so how did you get into kind of your consultancy business? What made you kind of move from um, kind of employment to self-employment? I, I, I got to the point, um, I think, almost three years ago now where... Yeah, you know, I've got one one daughter, and I was getting from Sunday night to Friday night without seeing her awake, oh, uh, and that was starting to annoy me quite a lot. And I said to my wife that I, I don't know what it is or what it will be, but it, you know, in eighteen months' time, things are are going to be different. Mm. And then, so you know, it's easy to say something like that. So you know, whether you see it through, and then so circumstances worked out that I was then free to do that, okay, without, without going through all the detail. So I, it was at that point, I did, I did take a couple of months um, and just sort of decided I was going to have a break. I was just going to decompress and, and whatever um, and see what came. And actually, that's when the chance to run the referral unit came in, and it was for a fixed period of time. So, you know, a win-win, as far as I'm concerned, do something a little bit different, but, you know, also the same field, you know, same kind of thing. You see what I thought. Um, and I, you know, I did enjoy it, but also I knew I didn't need to do uh, any more of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, I mean, you talked about, you know, you know, men and, you know, whether they identify with it as well. You know, I, I could look at myself and think, you know, I'm not I'm not winning here. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, you know, clearly, you know, overweight and underslept. You know, all those kind of things. If, if something had happened to me health wise, I think everyone would have been able to say, you know, well, you know, you, you could see what see what caused that. Yeah. Um, you know, burnout creeps up on you slowly, but it was it was very clearly there. Mm. And I think also just when I had a couple of months out and, I, you know, I did like strange things that like I'd find myself at a, a gym which I'd, you know, barely been in at all for, you know, yeah. years and years. But also to be there at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning and find it full, you know, and you look around and you think, well, what are all you lot doing here? Shouldn't you be at work, nine to five? Well, yeah, but it was not just, exactly. Not just shouldn't you be at work, but a lot of them said, well, I'm working from home. Yeah. And I thought, well, you're not <laughs> because you're, you're at the gym. The gym. <laughs> yeah. but, but also, you know, I realised towards the end of my time that, um, you know, the way I worked and operated, you know, an awful lot of the rest of the world would, would look, look at me as a relic, really. You know, I'm there in an office 
suit and tie, you know, with a, a PA, uh, you know, next door fielding phone calls and bits and, and all the rest of it. And, and the world had moved on. Yeah. And I, I felt um, part of it thought, well, actually, I quite like a bit of that. You know, and th- there's other opportunities out there. And, you know, I could still have my head down in this forever uh, if I want or go and find somewhere else to do it or or try and reinvent. And I think that reinvention process is still going on, actually. Yeah. I don't consider that I've, I've reached I've reached the end of that. I don't think you ever do, do you? I think um, taking the first step into self-employment or at least a huge life change in some way, whatever that could be, yeah. um, I don't think you ever stop. I mean, I'm just coming up into my seventh year and I've probably changed more in the last two years than in the other years combined. So it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think you step onto a new path and it's a continual journey whereas I think quite often if you are in employment especially yours where it was very fixed yeah and especially in the education system because there's not a huge amount of reform in huge ways I mean technology moves on so quickly and education not necessarily um so I can assume that you know like you said you you felt a little bit like a relic because you were just in an industry that didn't have a huge amount of transformation or a huge amount of change so once you get onto self-employment you have to change otherwise you get left behind I think well yeah yeah but I think those things are also choices and I think it's it's easy to just decide that you have to keep going because Mm -hmm. that's what you know you know either put your head in the sand or or whatever it is yeah you know but I used to joke that um, oh, if I keep going like this, I'll be in a box by 60. And then suddenly it wasn't a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, you know, one or two, you know, other things happened, you know, around me, which, you know, also made me think, you know, very seriously about stuff. And I, I think you also, you know, you, I've done about a lot of experience, I think, for the age I am. And I was a very young head when I started. Mm. Um but when you get what is most likely more than 50% of the way through life, you have to consider how you want to spend it. Yeah, yeah. And I think and you've I, got enough experience under your belt for you to be able to say, I like that and I don't like that. So actually, you know, you can start making those different choices to move yourself into something that is more suitable to what you want. Yeah, no, exactly. And you can you can make that you can make that for yourself. I, I think it's it's easier or it's it's been easier for me if you've been nice to people on your way up yeah 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 you know what i mean because those contacts yeah yeah those contacts are invaluable and all the rest of it but i i decided you know i'm i can still be someone who'll write a long list and i'm determined to get through it and you know and all those all those kind of things it was quite a thing for me to start i'm just going to stop and just see what comes yeah Mm. you know because actually i mean somebody um met someone who um, was a governor of one of the schools where I was head. And I, I met him and I was, had time out. And he had been through a similarish kind of experiences where, you know, suddenly, you know, the car, you know, he uh, metaphorically, the car went into a wall and he just didn't see it coming and et cetera, et cetera. And when he had a bit of time out, he actually thought, you know what, I don't miss it. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. You know, the interest in working that hard, and in that way, and all those kinds of things, it, it's fine for it to have been something that you have done. So, mm. you know, I keep thinking, is there going to be a time when suddenly I want to run a big school again, and all those kinds of things? But 
as I found myself switching the email job alerts off one by one, you know, I haven't, I just feel that's getting further away rather than, rather than closer. Yeah, and you, you start, it's like um, settling into a new normal, isn't it? You, you start settling into that and then you start looking back. I mean, you know, never say never. And there might be consultancy opportunities where you can work there full time or, you know, it, there's so many more opportunities out there, I think, when um, when you open yourself up to them. And it sounds like you're really yes. good, whether it took you a long time, you probably say that it will. But it sounds like you're really good at, at life happening. And rather than you just thinking, oh, this is just happening to me, you've kind of yes. gone on a minute how you know what is this making me see what how is this making me change and I think that's so important because like you said when you are heading towards burnout you know these big car crashes metaphorically speaking into the wall you could just be like the victim and carry on or you could go actually how can I change this for the better and it sounds like you've really tried to, to well, take lessons yeah I mean I think you know mentally and energy wise I think I, I did used to think I was invincible you know, I think you're and, younger, aren't you? But then life starts catching up, and you think, well, I, yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, I got to the point where, you know, the um, the referral unit where I work was was just down the road. You know, either you know a walk or a bus journey or something. And I, I, I find myself sitting on the bus and just like you know tears coming through. Oh, yeah. And I think I just think I just think this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just ridiculous. And so, and I think once that sort of, you know, whether it's anxiety, you know, or whatever it is, and it, you know, it, it didn't take me very long at all to fix, you know, to fix it once I identified it and on all the rest of it. Mm. But you think, you know, the, these things are coming to you whether you like it or not. So you're going to have to change because yeah. to, to, to plow on would just be would just be stupid. Yeah, because it's it's short term ultimately, isn't it? But making such a huge change, and I mean, you me- you mentioned your wife and your daughter, mm. you know, making such a huge change to go from a relatively stable long term, you know, position to go in. Actually, I can't do this anymore. There must have been huge amounts of pressure that probably put on yourself more than anything. But how did you find that transition period? Was it tough, kind of speaking to your family and? and well, I think. Um, well, I mean, there's some big things there, like. Are we going to have to move? Yeah, you, you know all those kind of things. But I, I, I think once you work out what the lines in the sand are, like I'm not going to work, I'm not going to reduce myself physically or mentally, because then you know I and we have got a far far worse problem. Yeah. So if we actually need to just you know get out of the city or you know or whatever else it is, then then that's what we'll have to do. So, you know, I always wanted to have a plan or options A, B and C, but definitely not just stick with where you are when it's clearly, when it's clearly not working. Yeah. And that's really important, isn't it? And especially, you know, in the job that you're in, I can't imagine it was easy going to work every day, having to kind of see children in such pain, families in such pain, you know, that side of life on top of, you know, like you said, never seeing your daughter, not feeling happy on the bus journey in, you know, so much. Well, yeah, but I'd also gone from running a school with 200 staff and 1400 kids to 50 kids, you know, so partly I was wanting to say, okay, well, let's see how it feels to be in a different, you know, different kind of place and, and all the rest of it. But I think 
there'd just been so little time for reflection as I'd gone through. I think just easier to go on to the next thing. You know, I met someone I used to work with not long ago, and I said, I said, Look, I'm not a machine anymore. Mm. You, you know, and then um, look at myself differently, look at other things differently, but but also just take stock and think, right, okay, um, you've done all these things. Um, there'll be things that you've learned from that that you can use somewhere else. There's no point working so hard to earn money that you don't need to spend. You know, if you can get stuck into your finance and think, right, you don't need that, you don't need that, you don't need that. Shop here, don't shop there. You know, every two weeks you find yourself throwing a load of food away that you didn't need to buy in the first place. You know, all those kinds yeah, of just things. Just about a little bit and just be yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, there's a whole bunch of clothes that'll fit you if you do something about it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Know. Don't need to go buy more. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You know, three and stone later. It was so as well. <laughs> Yeah, but but also I think you know there've been events. I mean, look, there's more challenging to work, workplaces to, to be in than you know that is you know a school. You could be in the armed forces or a hospital or, or whatever. But I think you know I think there were some key things in it where it did exhaust. And I think when you find yourself going you know to a particular place in terms of your energy so many times, you know there's either so many times that you've got that in you, or only so many times that your interest will still hold at the end of it, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's certain activities now where I think if I had to do that one more time or whatever, you know, if I had to open a spreadsheet and look at a whole bunch of year 11 kids and their grades, and which I still do from time to time now, but it's not my bread and butter. Yeah. You know, so I suppose, it, yeah, it is just about making, making choices, assess what you've got, get some professional help with it, to be honest, which I did. You know, when to see someone and say, let's just see where we're at here with all these kinds of things. And I'm still working from that process in, in getting into other in getting into other things. So, I mean, hopefully in the long run, you know, not just education. Yeah. So that was going to be my next point, actually. So when you made this transition, you uh, went and spoke to a coach. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And um, how was that for you? How was the process? Because I do hate to bring gender into this, but um, with, you know, the rising male suicides, with the whole toxic masculinity movement and all of the other stuff that comes through, uh, the message that we get is men in general do struggle to go to one make change and two to go and help go and find help with that change yeah uh, what was it for you or how did you find it or yeah how, how was you know what was that first step like for you I think because I ended up coming to the level of responsibility I did so young I had to do a lot of or I chose to do a lot of reading and you know to sort of backfill experience I didn't have mm. and that included quite a lot of uh, you know, I suppose what would be on self-help bookshelves. Yeah. So the whole thing about personal development and professional development working hand in hand, overlapping, you know, and so on. I think w- was always was always there. I think because I'd you know seen you know wife was a teacher now isn't you know she's reinvented herself uh, you know at least at least twice. You know, what happens in workplaces these days? What do people get? What do people, you know, what do people do? So, and I'd had experience of coaching um, in schools, mm. you know, so I'd been part of things. So it wasn't hard for me to decide to um, to do it. But also when you're in a position where you think, well, you've got nothing to lose, 
Yeah, and, it's a lot easier. Yeah, a lot easier. And you're going to talk to someone who has these conversations, you know, regularly mm. uh, and can take you through the exercises of identifying A, B and C. So, you know, I was all in for committing to that. And also, to be honest, you know, be a bit selfish, actually. Uh, you know, I'm going to, this is about me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to invest a bit in myself, you know, see what and see what comes there's a huge lesson in that and I think um, a lot of business owners listen to this or you know even if people are employed I think one of the massive lessons that people can get from listening to your podcast is actually well you use the word selfish is it selfish or is it actually do you get to a point where you need to be more aware and however that awareness comes whether that's you know a big crisis or redundancy or some kind of life-changing event or is it just that you start identifying actually you know I am overweight I'm I'm not fit I'm not eating well I'm not sleeping and and I need to change that before a big crisis comes that you have to have that that critical point where it does kind of make that change I think yeah it does and also you know you're a certain age think about planning the rest of your life I think but but also you know, I, I think I'm be wary of anyone who advocated, you know, the metamorphosis model. I, I think I think there's a lot of great advice out there if you look for it. And I think once you start looking and, you know, the, the cliche of smelling the coffee, you know, you notice how many books you've bought that you haven't read. Yeah. You know, you notice, you just sort of notice a lot of waste around the place. And you think, well, actually, if you don't want to be working crazy hours then there's a lot of other things you can sort out so that you don't so that you don't need to i mean we you know it's it's no great sacrifice but it, you know it's just come come to be that we've not been out of the country for four years mm. so you think well actually you don't if you don't need to pay for flights you know if you pay for a tank of petrol rather than flights for three of you whatever well you've saved that how many how many hours of work has that saved you know mm. all those kinds of things you, you can just audit yourself a bit and, and next week, I'll start my own coaching qualification. Oh, interesting. What are you yeah. doing? Are you doing CTI or? Uh, oh, a lot of, yeah, ILM level seven coaching and mentoring. Wow, amazing. What are you hoping for that to then go on and, and do? Are you going to be using it in your consultancy business? Yeah, I, I, I will do. But also, I mean, you need the contacts, obviously. But I, I'd like to get beyond, I'd like to get beyond schools because I think, I mean, as you said, you know, with men and so on, that there's, I can see a lot of people, um, you know, in this position, getting into this position. But also, I think, you know, younger generation, I think in a less fortunate position than mine in terms of, you know, have you bought property? When might you retire? You know, all these, all these kinds of things. Practical, I think it's a different, yeah. yeah, I think it's a different set of, a different set of issues coming through. Yeah, absolutely. In the next generation, I think definitely. So what kind of sector are you hoping to move into? You're going to move into kind of coaching for, for males mainly or? Well, um, I think, uh, you know, I'm working a lot now with, with senior leaders across schools and I can see a, see a need. I, I, there isn't an awful lot of money in the system uh, yeah. for things, but I can definitely see a need or at least a skill set that I can acquire uh, and use. Uh, but I'm also interested in getting into leadership team coaching, actually. Yeah. You know, working alongside, working with a group of people uh, and all those kinds of things. You know, I, I still get, 
still get a kick out of, um, you know, of adult development. And, and to be honest, I got to the point where I realised as a head, I was spending more time with adults than kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, when you have 200 staff, I suppose you can't really get away from that, can you? No, no, yeah, no. So you're, um, yeah, so I think there is quite, I think there is quite a lot of mileage in that. And I think the challenges out there are different. Um, so I think there's, there's a lot of mileage to get into there. So whether it's one-to-one stuff or whether it's working at the side of a leadership team or a, any kind of team, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in that. And also just to get back into something academic, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, it's a long time since I was engaged with a university or with, you know, a course, you know, all those kind of things. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to that and seeing what, what I can do with it. It's a really nice step, actually, because as soon as you start developing the adults, especially if they're working with children or with a younger generation, there's that ripple effect, isn't there? Um, and they yeah, say it's absolutely. The so if you start with the adults and, you know, lead them and teach them the new skills, of course, that's going to pass on to the next generation and, and children below them as well. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You know, and then you can, you know, well, hopefully, you know, you can form relationships with people where, you know, you might have a, a six month, you know, coaching relationship with them and then you come back to it five years down the line, you know, or whatever it is. But these things are, uh, you know, these things are ongoing. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's actually quite a nice little pivot, isn't it, for you? I think you can you can kind of that might be quite a strong message as well. I think that, you know, you've got the experience from teaching from. Yeah adults children and now it kind of this kind of almost feels like it's pulling it all together well yeah i mean if i find myself in a room you know of people from different backgrounds and so on and we end up you know talking about what we do what we've done people are always interested in what i've done Mm. you you know that they're interested in it and you know some of the tales along the way and all those kinds of things it's about then trying to translate that into actually these skills and so on can be used um, to support them, yeah, you know, or, or work or work with work with them, because you were um, you were involved. Am I right in saying in some quite high-profile cases, weren't you? Which yeah. is difficult to. Um... Yeah, well, there's been. Um, yeah, I mean, we had um, yeah, sort of brush with a international news story, and you know that kind of, you know that kind of thing, which you know press storms and stuff. You know, at the time, you know, it was it was quite rewarding to work through it yeah. but you know it was you know it was really quite serious stuff as well so you know you know it turned out that um jihadi john was an ex-student of the school and you know what went one from what looked like it was going to be quite a quiet morning you know to suddenly you know why is the bbc outside why is al jazeera on the phone why are cnn turning up you know all those all those kinds of things and oh, then <laughs> you know you don't yeah. expect that on a tuesday morning yeah no no exactly i think you know what i think it was a tuesday morning um, <laughs> but been yeah been- that kind of anonymous stuff you know whatever else it might be so yeah i, I think in terms of either the frantic nature or unpredictable nature of it. I used to enjoy all those, all that kind of stuff. I'd enjoy supporting other people going through it. I think what I don't need now is at the end of the day, end of the working day, to sort of take all the responsibility home with me. Yeah, absolutely. There needs to be a line. And for all those random events that, can, when you know, when the book stops with you and strange random events can happen, 
you know, they do have the potential to take over your working life for the next three to six months. Well, and your personal life, because, I mean, how do you move away from that? You can't just, you know, lock the door behind you and go home. You know, that isn't something when you're operating at that kind of level. That's not something that happens, is it? Yeah, but I I think in terms of managing, you know, stress or whatever else it is, actually the ability to draw the line and say that is the end of the day, Mm. I, I think that's been pretty necessary for me. Absolutely. And so we were, com- we were talking before about the skills. I mean, when you have kind of negotiated situations like that, just in a normal day to day job, which was, mm. it should be, I mean, the skills that you have picked up from that, it's just really brilliant that you're able to, obviously the podcast called From Struggle to Success. So you've obviously had the struggle, but you, it sounds like you're really good at being able to turn that into another skill, which you can then kind of deploy and transfer into into another area to, again, progress people and help people, but kind of in another way. Um, yeah, I think that there is a certain, uh, there is a certain pace to, to life in a school, yeah. right? You know, the big full-on comprehensive school, there is an energy to it and there is a pace to it. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, if I can work in that way, I can take that elsewhere. But also the things that you do along the way, I mean, you know, I don't have an issue with standing up and talking in front of an audience. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So you think, all right, okay, it looks like that's something I have done a lot of and can do, but, um, you know, not as many other people do. So, you know, there's something that you can do with that. I think there's, you know, once you've ended up working with, you know, with kids and adults and finance and HR and all those other things that you get in any running any kind of organisation, you know, you can take those things elsewhere um, as well. You know, the strategy stuff. So, you know, it took me a while and, you know, with uh, coaching help just to untangle quite a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you realise you know what you know. Yeah, no, right. Exactly. I exactly. don't think you realise how much stuff you're actually standing on and how much knowledge you actually have and it isn't until you speak to someone else and they're like oh my god that's amazing you're like really I just do this all day every day yeah, no, right. you know, last 20 years type thing yeah but but also um, what was interesting is that I, I was a few months into this process and then I think I was just searching for a document somewhere and I found that I'd actually made a number of notes to self about three months before I decided actually I need to have a countdown to, to not doing this Mm. Um, and I realised I'd actually been thinking in a particular way for quite a long period of time. Right. Yeah. So you know, subconsciously, these things had been working and, and chipping away. And the uh, you know, at the time, I probably thought, well, you know, this is what I do. So if I don't do that, what the hell happens? Yeah. But also, you know, I didn't want to be in a position where, you know, other people looking at me sympathetically because you have some career crash or some issue or whatever else it is. I think. You know, just want, I wanted to get hold of it. Yeah, and take ownership of it and actually drive it in a direction that you want it to go rather than wait for that crisis and then that kind of yeah. forces you into a, a different direction. You kind of yeah. intercept it before it gets to that point. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, some of the books are read and, you know, and all those, all those kinds of things. There's a lot of inspirational stuff out there if you can just give yourself a few hours to, you know, to en- engage with it. 
And if um, anybody is thinking about making the leap or making a change, what for you, what for them do you think helped you? What do you think you could advise you could give to them? Are there any books, um, courses, anything like that that you can recommend? I would say the two books I tell everyone to go and look at. There's a book called Pivot, which I think has sold a lot of copies by someone called Jenny Blake. Um, There's a book called The Portfolio Career written by a number of people but the first name on it someone called adrian bourne um and beyond that i think there's a a lot of things that i'd read beforehand some of which i got back out i looked at i mean you know anthony robbins you know a lot of people look at him and you know comes across a bit cheesy and you know all those kinds of things but i think when i first read unlimited power you know 20 years ago maybe you know that really did have quite a profound effect on me actually yeah uh, you know, seven habits, you know, and all those and all those kinds of things. But I mean, just just getting yourself to a decent bookshop and just spending an hour looking down the shelves and just finding something that that resonates. Sometimes these books, you know, with the blurb and so on, you know, it can make it look easier than it is. You know, it is, you know, it is it is difficult. I think reinvention is a process. You can't just uh, well, you, you know, if you're in a position financially, you can throw everything out and see what happens. But I, I found it, it it's something that is happening over time. Yeah, so definitely. And if you it, say yes to a lot of things, you know, it can take you in some, into some different different places. And, you know, I'm not someone who's that used to, you know, I, I never used to have my name on the sign of the school, for example. So I was never that, you know, putting myself out there. It took me you know, years of having a Twitter account to actually put my own photo on it, you know, always, <laughs> but there's just some things you have same. to go with. Yeah, I did the same. Everybody still says I hide behind my logo, which is probably why I do a podcast and not a TV show. But yeah, I feel a bit, you know, some things just don't feel that, you know, natural yeah. um, to me, you know, so promote in that way. But I think some things you just have to swallow and, and do. There's a balance between that and, you know, posting something on Instagram every five minutes. Yeah, or being Tony Robbins. You know, you do have yeah. to find something that that is comfortable to you while pushing the boundaries at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's something that I, I certainly speak to a lot of people who run their own businesses that really struggle with that being out there and actually being the face of it. It's not that they don't believe that they can do the work. In actual fact, they probably do amazing work. It's just that they're like a best kept secret, really. Yeah, and also I'd say to people, um, you know, I think I've been in the public sector forever and that, you know, that had also, you know, suited me, I think. But but also it can be excuse, oh, you know, maybe you can't make the transition, maybe you can't do that, you know, and all the rest of it. I think you have to be prepared for some knockbacks mm. uh, and you might get a whole uh, bunch of them at, at one go. But I, I think... If you want to have a different life and not return to where you were or even return to a lesser version of what it was, then then you've got to persist. And something I ended up with a coaching program with was just, you know, here's the one page, modus operandi, you know, this is the number of hours, you, you know, working. This is how many times you're going to get to the primary school to pick up or drop off. You know, just little thing, little guidelines, you know, not a list to tick off every week. But just a reminder for me of the kind of balance and control I was after, because, you know, for me, they're the red lines.
And goals aren't always uh, for for work, are they? They they no, do uh, personal as well. And I think that's one of the biggest things that came from me in coaching was aligning myself to my values, which was a huge eye opener for me. And also, you know, just doing the whole wheel of life thing and just seeing, wow, actually, it's no wonder I'm burnt out. It's no wonder I'm exhausted it's because I'm putting 100% into my career and really yeah. nothing into anything else. So um, it's just it's having that awareness and, and not slipping back into your old habits and however you want to do that, whether, you know, it's sticking things up on the wall or, you know, like yeah. he's just on a Tuesday and a Wednesday picking your daughter up from school. Yeah. It, does feel yeah. tough and i'm the first yeah. person i try hard to go to the gym and things but it's the first thing that goes as soon as i get busy and i have to be like hang on a minute what am i doing this for you know go back to you have to constantly practice it i think when it's not natural but it is something that you know you have to do long term if you're not going to burn out really yeah I, I think just those things that you might be you know that you know rooted rooted to you know people used to say to me I don't know how you do it kind mm. of thing. And yeah. now I look back and I think, A, I don't know how I did it. No, I think Whatever, so. whatever it was, right? And then, but B, I don't know why I wanted to. No, yeah. You know, and actually I did want to. I know that. But I do know that I don't want to now. I think it's just operating at that level, isn't it? I mean, there, there's still times now where I operate at levels that, you know, you probably shouldn't be operating at. But the difference is, it's every now and again, it's not all day, every day, which is what I used to be doing. So, yeah, but I think you can only do it for a certain amount of time. And then you just go, actually, I don't need to operate at this level. Yeah. What can I change to make sure that, you know, my living costs are still covered and, you know, yeah. I'm living a certain you know standard of life but actually that is achievable without working 100 hours a week well i mean sometimes yeah exactly and you know sometimes you know despite best efforts you know i might have a six and a half day week but then the next week it's a lot less yeah you know that those kinds of those kind of things and i think if you think actually you need to earn this much this is what you worked out you need to earn so once you've earned it you don't need to, you know, you don't need to earn it all in the first six months because what's that going to do to you? Mm. You know, all all that kind of stuff. But you, you, you need to keep investing in the other things that you might be able to pick up and do because otherwise you can very quickly close yourself off yeah. from from possibilities that are, that are still there. And I think because I got quite lucky early on with this, I think if I'd had, had a few more months of, of you know, struggle, I might have thought a bit more creatively. So, you know, I want to hold on to that, I think. I don't know. You say luck. Do you, do you not think you create your own luck? Well, <laughs> maybe. But I think it was fortunate that things came through quickly. But it was also, you know, it all came from, you know, contacts. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, you've always treated people well. Um, you've always kept those contacts, not necessarily because you knew you were going to jump ship at any point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it does just go to show the testament of the person that you are that, you know, things do. I, I was the same. I, I left my full time job as a single mom and um, set up my business the next day. My first my first client was Peugeot. And I mean, if I hadn't have, you know, landed yeah. that contract pretty yeah. much in about a week, uh, again you would have had to have been a lot more creative and yeah the first year I was absolutely run ragged but I think when you have got the drive that comes with working the amount of hours and as hard as we have probably both worked on our careers you don't mind putting in that level of work I think you have to to get it off the ground yeah um, you do 
but then with a view of actually right now i need to start engineering this i need to start you know changing things that you know figuring out what works figuring out what doesn't work and aligning it all to where you want to be ultimately and that's hopefully where i'm headed and hopefully you too um without the 100 hour weeks <laughs> yeah no i hope so yeah and i think um holding on to the fact that you know it is a journey now rather than you just switch destinations you know i think you know if there's habits that you thought actually you you, you want to work this way you want to operate in this way you want to you want to hold on to that but i think when you're going at when you're going at maximum speed you don't have time to look left and right and mm. i think it's important to be able to look left and right and just see what might be out there what you can do um, and so on, because I think once you once you get into one area and you do hopefully a decent job for somebody, then you know then then things can spread, and then you you get yourself in a nice position where you've got some choice about what you do, where you do it, how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the biggest thing for me, I think, is always get outside help. So I went on to a business accelerator in London a couple of years ago, and that was hugely, it was just life-changing. Because like we said, you don't know what you don't know. So actually engaging with other people, working with coaches, business coaches, personal coaches, um, any t type of business course, or like you're doing your coaching course, I think mm. it's as long as it's aligned to where you want to go or who you want to be and the life you want to lead, I think it's really important. And especially you coming from education, I suppose this is ingrained into you, isn't it, really, to, well, to make sure you are reading books and going on courses. And, and Yeah, it is. But actually, the, the, in the public sector, you don't deal with cash flow as a problem, Yeah, which yeah. is what every business does. So you, you don't have to deal with that. So, you know, when people used to say to me, it's like running a business, I think, A, it's not, it's a school. And yeah. B, it isn't because you're not chasing everybody for fees. You know, it just... It turns up, yeah. <laughs> um, but it also means you just you end up in these, you know, you've got no idea how to value your time. Yeah. You know all those kind. Of, I mean, I just it's just hilarious, really. Someone asks me to do something, and I think, you know, you know what, what on earth do I, you know, what on earth do I charge for that? And it, it's so only slowly am I starting to get to grips with that. I think. How long have you been self-employed now? Well, I'm, at the moment, I'm a mix. So there's some where the main job from the first year has become has become part time work. But in general, this has been 18 months in. Yeah, so you're still quite new. I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's something anyone has nailed. Not that I've experienced no. anyway. I think you um, you pivot and you create your business and you charge for it and then you figure out what's working and then you do it again and then you do it again. So I think it's always a growth, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I did. I met someone um, a few weeks ago who yeah, is, is doing coaching leadership type work. And I said, OK, I did this thing for this length of time, this many people. And when I said what I charged for it, you know, he was he, he pretty much spat his beer out laughing. So, I, you know, I think, OK, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to work on this a little bit. <laughs> yeah but you do a good job people talk about you you get referrals so I don't think you ever lose do you really yeah that yeah that's true and actually I feel a lot more and if it, if it isn't or doesn't feel authentic to me I'm not I'm not that interested so yeah. you, you know it, it's um yeah social media and so on you know it does play a part but I feel much better if someone's seen me do something and then asked me to do the same thing somewhere else or something slightly different yeah. Uh, you know, I'd rather I'd rather have that, I think. Yeah, definitely. It attracts the right type of people, doesn't it, in that way? 
Yeah, I think yeah, people where things actually might be seen through, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it does. Oh, thank you so much for coming on, Alex. Just um, just before you go, how can people get in touch with you if um, if they do want to um, know more? Well, uh, Twitter handle is probably the best place. Um, so at Alex Atherton one hundred, uh, or through the website AthertonConsultancy.org. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem at all. Thanks for the invitation. Enjoyed it. Thank you.